Welcome to episode 11 of Early Stoppage. I'm your host, Derek Moody, and on today's episode, I was joined by former Absolute Fighting Championship flyweight champion, Jamie Alvarez. We dive into his experiences being on The Ultimate Fighter, winning on Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series, now signing with Sucker Punch Entertainment will take his career to the next level. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Joining me today is former Absolute Fighting Championship flyweight champion, Jamie Alvarez. Welcome to Early Stoppage. I'd like to start the show off by getting to know the person behind the fighter. So we'll kick this off with some random questions, then work our way back to MMA. Okay. So what's your favorite genre of music? Favorite genre of music? Um, man, uh, probably, probably hip-hop. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty diverse. I like all types of music, country, hip-hop, uh, rap, um, Old school rock, I like it all. What's the last movie you watched? I what well, last movie I watched was uh, Sicario Two. I'm 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 always at the movies, man. So I always stay up on what's new and what's coming out. Okay, was it good? I haven't seen part two. I I love the first one though. I I agree. I love the first one as well, but uh, number two was nowhere near as good as uh, number one. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, what yeah. are you currently addicted to? I'm currently addicted to probably Big Brother. It's a the TV show. It's really good. <laughs> okay uh what's your biggest fear biggest fear oh my biggest fear is probably uh not living up to my potential what's the worst injury you ever suffered uh man i've actually been uh pretty healthy throughout my career but uh i'm gonna have to say maybe a, a broken hand I've, 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 I've had but nothing serious what's your favorite sport aside from mma Oh, man, I'm a big sports guy. I grew up playing football. It's probably my favorite sport growing up. Um, but, man, I love, like, the World Cup going on right now. I'm really big into the World Cup. I love it. Um, man, grew up on baseball, football, love track. I'm, I'm, I'm a big sports guy. Now, if you weren't a mixed martial artist, what would you be? I think I would be probably a fireman or a cop. Both my, uh, both my brothers are, are, are firemen. What's the first piece of MMA content you ever saw? Probably back in the day, I uh, used to watch the Ultimate Fighter. I used to watch like like uh, old school like Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture fights. Like like we'd all get together and watch him. George St. Pierre when he was like just coming out. Was he the fighter that inspired you to want to get into MMA? No, I, no one really inspired me to get into MMA. I think what, what made me get into MMA was uh, the fact that I used to watch Ultimate Fighter and I used to like and I used to look at those guys fight and everything. I, I used to like I was used to fight a lot growing up. And I, and I remember watching, I forgot what season it was, but uh, I'm like, man, I could definitely do that. I could for sure do that. And then it just took off from there. Uh, where did you train before you joined American Top Team? Um, didn't train anywhere. Uh, born and raised right here in South Florida. Uh, I was lucky to uh, uh, my first gym at American Top Team. I've been literally with only one gym my whole career and literally the best team in the world. You know, I couldn't, I'm blessed to be where I'm at, the situation I'm at. And, you know, that's just where. I just got really lucky. How long have you been training there? Um, I started, I've been training there for maybe seven years. I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I, I used to like dabble when I was uh, um, in college. I was kind of like doing it loosely, like doing jujitsu, a little bit of striking stuff. Um, 
but it wasn't until like I graduated college where I really took it very, very seriously. Who at American Top Team has helped you most with your development? Definitely Mike Brown has taken me under his wing. He's really, um, really shaped my fighting style. Um, man, like emotionally, him, Brad Pickett, man, they're some of the guys, like, because they're smaller guys and they've really like gravitated toward me and really helped me out a lot. It all started like when I would help Brad for his camps and I would do so well against him. And that's where I really earned respect in the gym, like doing so well with Brad and really helping him out. Like that's where I really earned my, cause you have to earn your respect in the gym. Like no one's going to give it to you. And that's really how I made my own name. Speaking of uh, Brad Pickett, what impact has he had on your career? A huge man. Like he's done everything in the sport. You know, he's been ranked as high as maybe three or four at 135 pounds. Um, He's a great guy, like, personally. He's a family man. Like, he's, I can relate to him so many, so many ways. And to know that he's done it and he started late as well. And just, man, I can really relate to him on so many levels. Like, anything I was going through, he's been through. And he's really shaped a lot of my fighting style. And a lot of, like, he's helped me out a lot through my career. And he's one of two guys who can actually say he beat Mighty Mouse. Yes, he is. He is. Are you currently helping anybody out with their training camp? Uh, right now, um, not specifically. I mean, we got a lot of guys in the gym. So I'm constantly do, doing rounds with like, with anyone, you know, any day, like with, I helped Joanna for her last camp. Um, but yeah, I mean, every day I'm on the mats with everybody. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm a good look for anybody. I'm a good training partner. I'm safe. So a lot of the coaches really, um, they use me a lot to help people out. A lot of the smaller guys. When you're training, who pushes you the hardest? Definitely myself, I would say. Um, a lot of a lot of the smaller guys at American Top Team, we have, we're a tight knit group, and uh, we're always uh, pushing each other to be better. Like we don't, like we know each other so well, so we know when we're kind of being lazy or we're not trying 100. percent So we always keep each other honest and we push each other a lot. And uh, I try to do my best to to really push myself in the situation so to not get beat, you know, to really win win rounds. Now, do you have a favorite person to spar with? Uh, no, man, we have a really big group, man. We're all really tight knit. We're so many different looks and we all have a really good relationship, man. And I'm just really blessed to be a part of this team and with the coaching staff and my teammates. I'm, I'm really blessed to be a part of it. Now, when you were on the Ultimate Fighter, what was the process like getting onto the Ultimate Fighter? Well, I was on season 24 um, and that's when the UFC, um, they, uh, they contacted us. We didn't contact them. So my process was pretty, pretty simple. Um, they obviously contacted us. They contacted about 30 of us originally. And then from there, they selected us. So we went out to Vegas. We did interviews, our medical and everything. And then um, they called us back about three days, four days before they flew you out back to, to confirm you're on the show. Now, what was it like being on the show? Man, I, uh, I mean, it was a huge experience. It was great for my career. It was, I mean, man, like, how many people can say that they've done that? It was amazing. But personally for me, like that's not my environment to be in. You know, I thrive so much from my family and my team and my, like, I come from a huge team. Like, I have a huge family. And uh, to be put on the ultimate fighter like that in an environment where like, it wasn't really me, man. Like my performance wasn't me. Like I made mistakes that night that I wouldn't have made if I was with my team or prepared properly for an opponent, like just, like there's a lot that goes into fighting and so much, it's so much more mental than it is physical. And there were, there were mental laps that I had there because there was so much going on in the house. Like it's not the best guy never wins that show. Um, I, now I understand fully after experiencing it.
when you were on the show and you were training with Team Cejudo, it was just kind of way different than what you would normally do with American Top Team. So it wasn't you weren't able to show what you really bring to the table. Yeah, I mean, it's like you're not really because you're not really preparing for your opponent, preparing for your fight. Like it's a lot like doing it by yourself. Um, everyone has fights coming up within five days. So like you can only stretch out so thin with the coaching staff and game planning. And like when you watch it on the show, like you see the coaches helping you, but that's like, that's like a two hour thing. That's not even like a, an in-depth really drilling things, really understanding, really game planning. Like, no, it's, you got to do a lot on your own. And like, I don't know. I just, I didn't love the experience because of that. I felt like the world didn't get to see the real, the real Jamie on the show. Um, and the, the world's still yet to see it. Now, was any of it scripted? No, nothing scripted uh, at all. Um, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, you see it, what you see is what you get on that show. Yeah. Cause I know you had the incident with Matt Rizzo where I was, yeah. I thought you guys were going to fight and get kicked yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Matt's a good dude. I mean, but you're in a situation that's a lot of high tension. A lot of people are, it's a lot of emotions going on. People have already lost already. They're going through a lot. They've been away from their families. You know, it's alcohols in the house. Uh, there's a lot going on. So obviously you would expect things like that to happen in a house like that. Now, what was the process like getting on Dana White's uh, Tuesday night contender series? Um, again, the UFC contacted me. Uh, uh, the matchmakers contacted me about fighting. Um, I accepted. And that's when they uh, seek out opponents for me. I had, I had two opponents fall out for that fight. Um, I ended up finally getting... Um, Martin Day on the Contender Series. Uh, he was a really good opponent, man. Tough guy. Uh, he was a natural 35er as well. Yeah. Now, you, you won the fight against Martin Day. Now, did you think you did enough to earn a UFC contract? Um, I thought I did, but the fact that um, the thing was I went out there and I knew that I had to finish this guy, and I didn't fight like I would normally. I, I really didn't take my time. I didn't um, – I really pushed really hard to finish because I wanted a contract so, so bad. Um, and I ended up, like, blowing out my gas tank. I pushed so, so hard because I thought I was close to finishing him. And, unfortunately, I kind of blew my gas tank. And in that third round, I was exhausted. Like, I don't know. And it was hard. I just had to really survive. So, I guess the fact that that's the last thing that the judges saw and the UFC saw, and it kind of, like, I can understand them not giving it to me. But then, again, it's kind of tough because you got to give my opponent credit as well. He was so good and so game. And, like, it's hard to perform so well in that type of situation in front of the, the crowd you're doing it from, you know? And I mean, I thought I fought very, very well, um, but obviously not, not as well as I wanted to. What did you feel more pressure doing the, the tough uh, 24 season or the, or the contender series fight? Oh, definitely uh, uh, the ultimate fighter. The ultimate fighter is a horrible situation. Like mentally you're like, at least for the contender, I flew in with my team, my game planned. I had a proper weight cut. I was with my, my, my team, you know, like, obviously you're fighting in front of Dana White, but that, that doesn't even matter. Like, he's just there. Like, that's not even the thing to me. Really being mentally prepared is huge. And on the Ultimate Fighter, you literally have no contact with the outside world. You have no idea what's going on. No news, no TV, no contact, like nothing. And everyone that you're in contact with is literally your, your enemy because they're trying to win as well. And my season was, like, much different than other seasons. Like, you're fighting your own teammates round two, like, and you knew that. So... It was very – no teams in the show. It was a ranked system, very different, um, and I just did not thrive. And I thrive off my team, my family, my support system, and I had none of that there. Yeah, in my personal opinion, that season was the most difficult because everyone was a champion, which they'd never done. 
So no, normally you would see people who were new to MMA trying to get in. Sometimes they bring back veterans, but this was different. This was all champions. Yeah, extremely high-level guys, some of the best in the world. I mean, you saw it like our last seed, Brent Moreno, got called up to the UFC while our show was still airing, and look what he did. He got ranked top 10 after two fights. It just showed how good our season was. I mean, the, the, I'm, I'm surprised the UFC didn't sign all of us. Um, it's just going to show you that our worst-ranked guy in our season has done so well in the UFC, and that's just to go. And he lost the first round, and like it just goes to show you how good the guys were in that house. Yeah, you know, I don't know if they're planning on doing away with the Ultimate Fighter, but they definitely should do something similar to that season because we got to see so much talent. I mean, a lot of those organizations, people, you know, weren't aware of. Then they saw there were so many savages out there and put them all in one room. Yeah, it was definitely an experience, and I knew that going in, how many, like, good guys were in there, man. Guys had um, crazy records. Their accolades were off the charts, man, and, and I knew that, and I was prepared for that. It was definitely one of the toughest tournaments experiences I've ever been through as well. On the Ultimate Fighter American Top Team versus Black Zillions, were you around when that was taking place? Yeah, I was, I was at all the fights. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, our gym was kind of like – closed half of the day but it was a great experience like the the tv and the show didn't properly grasp the environment that we were in on fight day it was crazy i'm talking about man like our teams were going nuts and like it was so hard to really understand it if you weren't there like the chills you're gonna get and like man it was intense it was intense it was amazing I'm surprised that they didn't try to do another season like that with, with camps that are rivals because it did so well. Like, there's a, there was a true, like, uh, I don't know if the hatred is the word, but there was a true, a true battle between the two camps. Like, yeah, there's real, there's real, rob, there's real robbery there, and it shows. And, like, the, the fighters were fighting for more than themselves, and, and you knew that. Like, you're fighting for your team. You're fighting for yourself. You're fighting for, like, so much is on the line. And, and there was a lot that went into that season. I think, I think that's what made that season special because like the season you were on, one day you could be talking to a guy, the next day you're fighting him. So on this one, it's like it's your team versus their team. Yes. How did the rivalry even happen with the Black Zillions? Uh, well, to be honest, that's a little bit before my time, but I know it happened when a split between a few of the Brazilians from our, from our team left. And then they ended up joining up and training with some other guys. Like uh, that's when Rashad Evans left um, Jackson Winklejohn because the John Jones thing. Then getting up together it was a group of guys, all high level guys, and then starting their own team. They called them the Black Zillions because there's a couple of black guys and a couple of Brazilians. <laughs> but but that rivalry is pretty much over, right? Yeah, Black Zillions is kind of done. They they're uh, fighting at a um, Hard Knocks now. It's another gym. It's still the same team. Just uh, not same owners and stuff like that. There's a few guys not there, but it's pretty much the same, the same core group of guys. You recently signed with one of the premier management teams in the world, Sucker Punch. Uh, what led to you signing with them? Uh, to be honest, I, I kind of felt that I, I uh, just needed a, a little guidance right now in my career. Um, I won on the contender. I feel like I'm right there on a short list of guys to be signed for the UFC. And I thought that um, getting with one of the best management teams was the, the right thing to do to really get me that extra push in the UFC. I mean, for the most part, I've been self-managed this whole time. You know, obviously I have some, uh, a lot of co good coaches at American Top Team that really guided me through my career. You know, Mike Brown, right, Roger Brawl. You know, those are the guys who really 
guiding me with and like helping me out with like picking the right fights, the right the right the right moves to make in my career and really that's the the uh I feel like now I just need a little extra push with Sucker Punch to really get me in the UFC. You had a fight scheduled in April for Titan, but it was canceled. What happened there? I uh, took a fight um, against uh, one of the guys who was called to the Ultimate Fighter. He was an alternate. He ended up not getting picked. He was a Costa Rican guy. Um, and I was approached with a matchup with Titan, and I accepted. I thought it was a good matchup, a good fight, high-profile fight, and a fight that uh, that if I won and I fought well, that would really push me to the UFC. And unfortunately, he pulled out, and um, so I didn't get the fight. I really want. I was really looking forward to that fight. Now, is uh, Sucker Punch currently in talks with them or, or another promotion to get you back in the cage? Um, not that I know of right now. I know that they're in Vegas right now with Max Holloway and everything. So I'm going to be in contact with them um, after this week, after this weekend, and hopefully really having a, um, a game plan moving forward of uh, what organization we want to sign with. How can your fans stay up to date with you on social media? Um, uh, my uh, my uh, Instagram tag is Jamie Alvarez underscore one, um, J-A-I-M-E. Alvarez underscore one and man I'm always on there my snapchat same username you know all the all the all the links there um I try to stay active on there and you know all the people hit me up all the time I was staying in contact with a lot of people through there so yeah man anytime all right cool well, hey I appreciate you being on early stoppers and I look forward to seeing you back in the cages this year awesome thank you so much I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to, to talk to me okay and that'll wrap up today's show with Jamie Alvarez Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Until next time, peace.